Today we'll be in Acts 2, verses 14 through 47. Now today I will go be going through the verses step by step instead of reading it all at once. So if you want to turn to Acts chapter 2, feel free to follow along. But I will be reading scripture, so you don't have to if you don't want to. This is Peter's first recorded sermon, and when the Holy Spirit first came upon the apostles. In the beginning of chapter 2, you see that they are speaking in all the languages of the people there. And this is amazing to those who are present. This prompts a response from Peter. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Peter explains that they are not drunk, as some suggested, for it was too early in the day. He then continues to cite scripture to explain this spiritual occurrence. Starting in verse 16. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is a good example for us today, to discern the truth of spiritual claims. We should start by examining Scripture, for nothing that comes from God will contradict the Word of God. The Scripture Peter uses here not only explains what is happening, but it also explains why. In verse 21 it says, It shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This event is happening so others will call on the name of Jesus for salvation. Peter goes on in verse 22 through 24. Men of Israel, Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of the lawless. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Here, Peter points not to his own works, but to Jesus' miracles. He continues here to say, By God's sovereignty and by your sin, Jesus was put on the cross. However, it was impossible for Jesus to remain dead. 
Peter explains why, starting in verse 25. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Peter here reverences Psalm 16 as David explains his reason for hope and joy, and explains that Jesus, or your Holy One as referenced, won't see corruption. Then in verse 29 through 33, he put together the resurrection of Christ and the pouring out the Spirit from both of the Old Testament passages. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David. He both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that yourselves are seeing and hearing. He explains that what these people are witnessing is a sign of Jesus' ascension to his throne. In verses 34 through 35, Peter cites Psalm 110 as David prophesied about this ascension. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Peter then concludes in verse 36. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This verse shows clearly the weight of sin. This Jesus that has performed miracles is Lord over all and was sent by God and raised to his throne, was put on a cross because of your sin. In verse 37, the people respond. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? In verses 38 through 40, Peter responds, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. 
We see Peter ends his sermon with a call to respond to Christ. At the end of this sermon, we see 3,000 were added to the believers. And those believers formed communities. This sermon shows that though Peter was given authority as an apostle, he still saw scripture as having power to move hearts of men. It also shows that all of scripture has pointed to the Christ to come. If you seek to be saved from this internal damnation, I urge you to repent and be baptized in the name of Christ. To repent means to turn from your sin and follow God. This is what it means to believe. Believe that following Christ is more worthy than following fleshly desire. If you already believe, recommit to your faith. And any sin you have committed, confess it and ask God to help you in your aim to be pure. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or prior episodes, please feel free to email me at d.g.kingly at outlook.com. Thanks and have a blessed day.